Jig, 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 What's going on? Yes. Oh my gosh. Click, 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 click. Okay. There's a number of things that have to happen for this show to happen the way it's supposed to happen. First of all, I'm very excited because I have just two, two of these stupid steroid pills that I have to take. Only one today, one tomorrow. This is all in response to the poison ivy incident. Thank you to the world famous Amy at Georgetown. Uh, what's the name of that doctor's office? Georgetown Physicians for her expertise. By the way, prednisone, when you get this in your mouth, Get it down quick, because it is bitter. I made the mistake of popping it in there and like, before I like, and I was like, oh, God, I had a terrible taste in my mouth like 15 minutes. Hang on. Excellent. Tomorrow, that is it. That, that final one tomorrow, and I must take that medicine on a full stomach, which I just destroyed the oatmeal. So I'm ready to go. Okay. Let's see. Looks like everything is good. We are officially going to start this mess. It is Friday, June 18th, 2021. This show happens each and every weekday at about this same time from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hard... <laughs> Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY... <laughs> Damn it. A beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Bob from Grand Rapids, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a guy who will make you laugh and make you cry. Some days you'll want to hug him, and some days you'll want to punch him in the face. But most importantly, if you disagree with something he says, don't worry. He'll change his mind in a couple of days anyway. And now here he is, Eric Zane. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Bob. He's known as Mr. Excitement. How about that guy? Uh, Bob there is actually an accomplished battle rapper. All right, thank you. Thunderstorms rolled through last night. And boy, were they loud. Woke me right up. Bit of a problem. Madison stole the melatonin. She headed out on the door, out the door last night to, uh, I don't know, stay at a friend's. And she takes like an overnight bag and she, she stole the melatonin. That's a problem for your old pal, Eric. I just recently became addicted to it. How great is that? At first, I thought it was just some kind of like placebo, but no. I took one before I went to bed not long ago, and it, it didn't do anything. I took two, nothing. 
Three is the three is a magic number. What used to be three full hours of just laying there, uh, uh, thinking about scenarios in my head, playing Candy Crush, whatever, has now turned into five, ten minutes and then nighty night. Yes. But she took it, so that's... In fact, I'm laying there last night. Oh, forgot the melatonin. Got to go take my... Got to go take my three. I go into her bathroom. Nothing. Shelf bare. I felt like a junkie. I'm like, where is it? Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's out of here. But was able to reasonably get asleep somehow despite not having that. You know you're really, really uh, set up to be an addict for everything like me. I'm a, anything I like, I'm addicted to it. Okay? When melatonin can be your new dr- drug of choice, I don't even know if that's considered a drug. They might just be sugar pills, for God's sake. So I'm freaking out. Made it to bed, fell asleep, and then kablamo! Boom! Thunder, lightning, oh my gosh. Benny hated that because when I finally got up this morning and went to go get going, you know, I got to get the dog. The first thing I do is I got to get, I got to wrangle the dogs. All four of these dogs. Benny is nowhere to be found. Benny, the one-eyed dog. Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. What? Zane, you cannot talk about Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog without playing his theme. Get with it. Jesus, I can't do it. I got to reinstall an app. He's in the closet, buries himself in the shoes shaking the poor guy. I'm like, oh, my God, the PTSD came back. Oh, God. Only God knows what this dog has been subjected to. This is really, really a, uh, a an example of why you don't do terrible things to animals. You have two extremes here. You've got O'Neal, who is so like, hey, I, I love everything. What a great day. Not, there is not a stress in the world that is a thing in the world negative that has ever happened to this dog, okay? And he is he's always like, hey, how's it going? Smiling constantly. The other side of that is Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Dog, who I don't know what he went through when he was in Texas before Jacqueline snatched him, snatched him up and uh, uh, brought him up here to Michigan, where a GoFundMe was set up in San Antonio, Texas, to raise. It was like a local campaign, and the the, the top story on the news: Betty, the one-eyed wonder dog, uh, has a home. Uh, this young lady right here did not ask her mom and dad's permission, and has agreed to have him come up uh, to Michigan. Uh, they already have three dogs, but uh, who cares? And then that fateful moment when she opened up the car door in the driveway and then this skinny bag of bones, heartworm positive dog comes strutting out and takes a dump on my front lawn. 
believe me, I'm not complaining. I love the dog very much because that's how it works, you know? You get attached to the dog. But the TLC that is needed on this boy, this handsome boy, is incredible. If you are petting Benny and giving him a belly rub and massaging his temples and petting him and saying, oh, hi, Benny, I love you so much, fella. Hello, baby. He's going to go, oh, what did I do wrong? <laughs> it's, it, it's, the dog is a, 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 a canine embodiment of our, our beloved pal, Kenny. We should change the dog's name from, there you go. He's Kenny, the one <laughs> dog. Kenny, the one eyed dog. Kenny, the one eyed wonder dog. Yeah. Kenny, the one eyed dog. Kenny, the one eyed dog. Kenny, the one eyed wonder dog. So Benny's laying there in the closet. He's all freaked out. Oh my God, what a terrible day this is. Kent, drop the E. Add a U. Uh oh, I'm getting a visitor here. Hello, who's that? Is that Daisy? Yeah, Daisy. I was just talking about Benny getting freaked out about the uh, thunderstorm. Yeah. Okay. Smell you later. Say, wave, wave hi to everybody. Everybody loves you so much. Oh my God. Hey, happy Juneteenth. Do you, do you know what? Uh, hey, come here, Matt. Come on over here. I, I, you, you won't be on camera. I got, I got a quiz for you. Yeah, I know, I know. You got you got things to do. You got things to do. But uh, it, I'm, I'm breaking down Juneteenth today. Okay, you there? Give me, give me a, uh, give me a mic check. Hello, hello. One more, please. Hello. Okay. Why is it up? Uh, when you pull away from the mic, they can't hear a word you say. I don't want them to hear. I'm I know, but you were asking me a question, but you pulled your head back three feet, and all it sounded like was Why is it on? Nobody can hear that. Okay. Who bit the microphone? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that thing's just fallen apart. It's just old. Mm. It's been been here for years. There's a new national holiday. Are you aware of that? Juneteenth or something? Yeah. So, i taking this opportunity, and you're not in any trouble if you don't know this. You, it isn't like you have to know this, but not everybody knows what's going on here. And so I want to pick your brain. What is Juneteenth? Let me know. Couldn't tell you. You have you have no clue what that is. Most I mean, people don't. <clears throat> I think I read it before, but now I don't remember. Okay. Uh, Dirk says, I can't wait to hear someone that doesn't know history break down Juneteenth. That's a shot at me. He's taking a shot at me. He thinks that I'm some kind of idiot. So now he's, that's like a, he can't get over something. He's taking a stab at me. Dirk is? Yeah. I don't know. What? That sounds a little weird. Uh, can you uh, sing uh, Delta Dawn for me? Hello, everybody. Okay, that's better. Okay, can I leave yet? Yeah, you're you're good. Just, uh, I'm gonna go find out what Juneteenth is. Okay. Dirk, be nice. Yeah. It's. I think Juneteenth has something to do with everybody should be nice to everybody. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a very simplified version of it. Okay. 
Bye. No, it doesn't really. It doesn't have anything to do with it. Love you. Love you, too. There she goes. Queen of the forest. Dean, this is why... This you you were okay, Dean. It's okay for me to refer to her as Cinnamon Muff, but not you. Why do we? Why do we always have to have this conversation, Dean? On more than one occasion, I have had to say, "Hey, Dean, can you reel it in a little?" Yeah, Dean, that one's a little strong. Maybe pull it back. And then you you inch, it's always like, oh, well, Eric's doing it, so thus I must be able, no, 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 it's not you can be able to do it, all right? No one gives a shit what, what Dean thinks. This is not the Dean podcast. This is you sit there and, and enjoy the show, okay? You don't sit there and talk about Cinnamon Muff and uh, uh, beating your meat when my uh, when various things happen on the show, I'm not, I don't even have the. I can't even say it. God. Zane, how about making the uh, comments available to view? Well, uh, all right, I'll. I'll do that for a little bit until the bitching gets to be too much. The tarantula farmer loves seeing the comments. By the way, before we, uh, I, we, we haven't even begun on this show yet. There is, there's so much to talk about. Let me explain something to you, ladies and gentlemen. Rick from TC Paintball is my newest target. All right. Yesterday on the Patreon, um, we had a uh, a moment where I broke down just how the show works and about the idea that hey, it's a show. I am so I am not going to sit here and and act like uh, the, everything is serious and and worry about what jokes uh, what about me having to be sensitive about something that i'm saying fuck that i don't give a fuck the f- point of this show is to sit here and say whatever the hell i want and that's it you can take it or you can leave it it is a show that is the point rick in this case, is like, oh, yeah, I have discovered a moment that is hypocritical of you. It is a hypocritical thing for you to say. Thus, I must explain it to you and break it down. I am so thoughtful. Idiot wrote, dummy. When you say something like, once it leaves my mouth, it's your problem is the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard. And then this dumb paint-peddling twat wrote, What about Christy Teigen, who you spent a lot of time talking about? Does it apply to her, eh? 
What about anyone else that got canceled that you agree with? Does it apply to them? You moron. This is a show. Chrissy Teigen told a 16-year-old girl, legit, to kill herself. Can you and your pea brain see the difference, you idiot? What? You're comparing Chrissy Teigen, who, by the way, is saying, oh, yeah, I don't like it when people make fun of me on Twitter. That Twitter is rude, has told a 16-year-old girl to commit suicide. You are somehow taking that moment that did happen to me being a jokey asshole every day on my podcast, on a comedy podcast. The fuck is wrong with you? He, he, uh, then he writes this. That's like Will Ferrell and Talladega Knights stepbrothers saying no offense every time he says something offensive. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, how about we uh, we avoid the movie references and just compare the two things that you're comparing, dick, me to Chrissy Teigen. Terrible opinion and statement. What else is new? I wrote back. Shut up, stupid idiot. It's a show, you stupid moron. One million percent different than Chrissy Teigen telling a child to kill herself. You continue to outdo yourself with your stupidity. Stick to selling paint. Moron writes, Exactly how I expected you to respond to criticism. Okay, I guess you can call it criticism, but it's not well thought out. It's a horrible point. It doesn't even apply. Apples and oranges. Then he writes like this little exchange, uh, all a uh, hypothetical quote. Hey, Zane, you should do the podcast in the morning. He writes my response. Fuck off, hippie. Later. Good morning, audience. I'm going to now do the podcast in the morning. Doing it at night was dumb. What, what are you doing here? Are you are you high? Uh, you probably are. You're awake. And I wrote, this is all nonsense. And then he writes, own it, you fucker. I wrote, nothing to own. You are stupid. I'm great. I own that. Yeah, so that's how it uh, that's how it was. Uh, Rick uh, squarely put himself into the crosshairs and uh, went out of his way to completely upset me yesterday. And I had a lot on my plate yesterday. Having a, I mean, I'm sitting here taking do, doing what I do here on a regular basis, trying to make this happen, and I have to contend with horse shit like that. Unbelievable. Rick writes, get ready. He's about to miss my point. I read your words.
Tyler says he didn't even quote it right, LOL. He says, with all due respect, well, I have no idea. I never saw the movie, and I'm just reading Rick's stupid text. Tandy says, maybe not a good day to have shared the live stream. Tyler says, angry Eric is the best. Tarantula Farmer says, his flip-outs are the best. That's not a flip-out. That is, that's, that's, this is all... These are sweet nothings. This is this is nice talk. No one says sweet nothings. Kate says, own it, you fucker. Gonna embroider that on a pillow. And then Rick throws in, you're welcome. You're welcome for what? Idiocy. I'm surprised you can even remember the exchange from yesterday. Holy crap. All I want to do is talk about Juneteenth. I want to break this down. And now I have to contend with this. A lot of people like the Queen of the Forest don't know what that is. I remember talking about it last year. I remember even even, uh, going in depth on it. But you know... We then continue on with our daily lives. We don't remember. In fact, leading up to all the news you've been seeing about Juneteenth now, though I have read about it and though I have talked about it, it didn't stick in my brain as easily as uh, for some it might. I'm, I'm a little foggy. So I, was, I, I may have been like, uh, I don't, does this have something to do with the Stonewall riots? In New York, no, no, that's that's uh, that is the start of the um, that is the uh, a fixtured point, the start of the uh, movement about equal rights for um, gays, lesbians, homosexuals, transgender. There's a million letters. I don't know. As far as I remember, that is as that is as far. I have actually read about that. So so I you know I read that shit. I try to absorb what I can. So like, no, 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 Eric, you're not even close. That has nothing to do with it. You are, uh, you are uh, hundreds of years away, 150 years away. It has nothing to do with that. Though they're all kind of, I mean, I mean here we have like this, this whole month of pride. So a lot of people are focusing on that. You have pride, daddy. So there's uh yeah, you can, you know, just to, what a lot of people are doing these days is they're focusing on uh, equality and there is nothing wrong with that. And any of you fucking bozos that are listening to my words and are wrinkling up your nose right now, it's like, oh, no, fuck that. We don't need equality. This is bullshit. It, shut up. Shut up. Just relax and read. Listen to me. I, I know shit, okay? I'm going to explain to you why this is important. If we just be quiet for a second, we could probably get something done. But you talk too much. The newest federal holiday. Hold on a second. Enter your email address to continue reading. I had, Jesus, I thought I took care of this. Thank you for signing up. You have three free articles left to National Geographic. Come on. Who does that? Who gets the three articles and then goes, oh, sign me up. 
The date was January 1st, 1863. The Emancipation Proclamation came into effect. It said, all right, if you're a slave, you're no longer a slave. You are free. Now, as we know, it wasn't just like, okay, well, wow, this is great. You know, this is a long process. This was not easy to do. It, uh, but I got to start somewhere, I guess. So, all right, it begins. On the condition that the Union won the war. The proclamation turned the war into a fight for freedom, as I'm reading directly off of the article. And by the end of the war, 200,000 black soldiers had joined the fight, spreading news of freedom as they fought their way through the South. Um, Texas was the last stronghold for the South. So it would take a long time for the word to get there, for people to adhere to it, to acknowledge it. And, you know, you know, you're... When you when that happens, you know people might they there may have been fighting for a long period of time after that. You know, as we try to move on, uh, the article says uh, even after the last battle of the Civil War was fought in 1865, a full two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, it is believed that many enslaved people still did not even know they were free. As the story goes, 250,000 enslaved people learned of their freedom only after Union General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas on June 19th, 1865, two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Uh, it is believed that many enslaved people still did not know they were free. On that day, Granger said, quote, People of Texas are informed that in accordance with the po uh, proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. And the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that of employer and hired labor. So with those words, like he pulls out the scroll, no doubt he's on horseback and all these slaves like, what the fuck are you? What? Huh? He goes, ah, listen up, gather out. Hey, all you guys, yeah, put down the, put down the, uh, the uh, uh, garden implements. Quit doing all this work for this asshole, okay? There's some guy, there's a giant plantation house. Picture this in your brain. Granger's on a horse in Galveston, Texas. Big, giant, beautiful house, manicured lawn, uh, the antebellum, you know, that whole thing going on. There's a dude drinking a, a, a mint julep with his hot wife, white guy with probably a handlebar mustache, a white suit, looks like Colonel Sanders. He's on the porch. He's like, what? Why? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm here. You just lost your entire workforce unless you want to pay him. What the fuck? Yeah, it's two years ago. So now it's time to turn this shit around. I'm in charge here. I got this scroll that says so. Busts out the scroll. The slaves sit around looking at me. Yeah, you guys are free to go. Uh, you can do whatever you want, or uh, this guy's got to pay you. Like, what are you talking about? I can just, I mean, picture that. That is incredible to think that that actually happened. With Granger's announcement, June 19th, which would eventually come to be known as Juneteenth, became a day to celebrate the end of slavery in Texas. As newly freed Texans began moving to neighboring states, Juneteenth celebrations spread across the South and beyond. They need to continue on with what happened next after he said that. Did they did they try to kick this guy's ass? Did he have like an, a a uh, a battery with him, an armory or a, a group of uh, 
You know, but yeah, he, I'm sure he didn't do it by himself. That'd be stupid. It's a dumb thing to even think by me. To that, that General Granger just uh, rode up alone and said, hey, uh, hillbillies, uh, you don't have your workforce anymore. Can you imagine that? And send, and then if you're if you're the people that are uh, now like, oh, my God, we're free to do what we want. I mean, can you imagine the reaction if they're like, well, okay, so what, what happens now? Are they like, hey, um, the guy who used to be the slave owner, do they say, hey, uh, we don't have anywhere to go. Uh, this is awkward. Do you think maybe we can crash here for a few days? We'll pay your rent. You know, I mean, is it? Some agreement had to have, if you're the slaves, do you think any one of those slaves that were then freed went, well, fuck this. I like it here. This is, I got a meat and I got a uh, a roof over my head. I got three meals a day. Uh, No, I'm going to, I'm going to say, do you think that that may have happened? I don't know. Who knows? One can only wonder, right? Uh, then the article goes on to talk about how, um, decades pass and, uh, well, we all, we all remember, uh, how it has uh, been in, in different parts of the country as, um, America has tried to move past slavery. Um, and so the idea is floated. Um, well, this, this, uh, this, this date, June 19th, the civil rights, uh, movement gained momentum in the 1916th air in the 1960s uh june uh, juneteenth celebrations faded though for some reason but it has regained popularity and is often celebrated with food and community okay all right whatever it's helped raise awareness among ongoing issues facing uh black communities today including a political fight for uh I, i mentioned this earlier this week on the show um reparations why do i struggle saying that reparations or basically the united states government paying descendants of slaves by the way i haven't yet unpacked that i don't know how i feel about that yet i've heard cases for and against that and i don't yet have an opinion about how i feel about people today being paid for um, slavery, like descendants of slaves giving being given money. I don't know about that yet. In 1980, Texas became the first state to recognize, uh, recognize June 19th as a state holiday. It did that with legislation. Today, Juneteenth is recognized by nearly every state. Uh, and just the other day, Congress passed a bill to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. There are 11 federal holidays. The last one was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The article goes on to say that despite the holiday's resurgence in popularity, Juneteenth is still not universally known and is often confused with Emancipation Day, which is annually celebrated on April 16th. Just as Juneteenth originally celebrated Freedom in Texas, Emancipation Day specifically marks a day when President Lincoln freed 3,000 enslaved people in D.C., a full eight months before the Emancipation Proclamation and nearly three years before those in Texas would be freed. All right. So where does that leave us now? Yesterday is the big day when Congress has to vote. 
there were 415 members of the House who said, yeah, let's make this a federal holiday. Uh, 14 said, no, we should not. They are all Republicans. I'm just giving you that information for context. And the question I and what everybody else would ask is why? Why would you vote that we should not have this as a federal holiday? So I'm going to go over some of those answers that these people who voted no have said. The 14 no votes were... I'm not going to go over the long list. Okay, I will. Mo Brooks from Alabama. Andy Biggs from Arizona. Scott Desjardins from Tennessee. Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin. Doug LaMalfa from California. Mike Rogers, Alabama. Ralph Norman, South Carolina. Chip Roy, Texas. Paul Gosar, Arizona. Tom McClintock, California. Matt Rosendale, Montana. Ronnie Jackson, Texas. Thomas Massey, Kentucky. Andrew Clyde, Georgia. Several of them shared why they are voting no. Most of these responses are stupid. Because honestly, if they spoke here and I said, I get it and I understand why you voted. I read all of these and I don't get a single thing. I don't agree with anything that they have said. In fact, I think that these are all lies and they just don't like black people. That's what I think. I mean, come on here. They just came up with these excuses to cover up the fact that they hate black people. Let's not be, let's not be uh, uh, coy about this. If you've got 429 people in a room, I would say the odds are fairly high that 14 will be a little racy. We'll have a little bit of racism in them. I actually think that's a pretty good number. That's, that's low enough for me to think, yeah, I would say that. If you've got 429 people, most of them are good souls who just eh, want to make people smile. And you will have pockets of assholes. That's what we have here. 14 dicks. Representative Ronnie Jackson, who voted no from Texas, says, I think there's enough federal holidays. So what he wants to say is, I hate blacks. But what he says is, we have enough federal holidays right now. I just don't see the reason in doing it. I don't think it rises to the level that I'm going to support it. Okay. Matt Rosendale from Montana says, he starts with this. Let's call an ace an ace. I wish he would have said spade a spade. That would have made this, it, like if it, it, it would have crept into his, uh, his statement how much he hates black people. I think what he wanted to say was spade a spade, but somebody talked him out of it. 
this is an effort by the left to create a day out of whole cloth. I've never heard that just said before. To celebrate identity politics. Don't know what that is. As part of its larger effort to make critical race theory. Don't know what that is. The reigning ideology of our country. I think what he's trying to say there is this is the left trying to ram something down the world's, the uh, the uh, uh, citizens of the United States throat that they don't need in an order to promote their agenda, I guess. I don't know. You see, uh, assholes like this guy, they think like this all the time. These are conspiracy theorists, uh, Alex Jones, overthrow the government type of shit. These are the guys who jack off to the pictures of the dudes who wanted to uh, kidnap uh, Gretchen Whitmer. This, this is this is what this is. Montana, talk to Shane. Then he tries to cover up his racism by saying this: "Since I believe in treating everyone equally, regardless of race, and that we should be focused on what unites us rather than our differences, I will vote no." You asshole. Since I believe in treating everyone equally regardless of race, no, I'm not going to vote for that. Well, dickhead, white people weren't enslaved. That's all this is. How about this one? Thomas Massey argues that referring to Juneteenth as a National Independence Day would confuse people. I always uh, uh, cringe when I hear people say, assume that if people, I mean, because if people basically, because I've been explaining this to you, and you, you may not have known what Juneteenth was, but now you do, because we talked about it. If Diana were in here, she'd go, oh, okay, I didn't know that. And then you go about your day. Idiots who say, yeah, they're not going to know. They're not going to know. No one, I mean, giving no one the benefit of the doubt that they can actually discern information and decide for themselves. Quote, Massey says, I fully support creating a day to celebrate the abolition of slavery, a dark portion of our nation's history. So he starts out okay. However, naming this day National Independence Day will create confusion and push Americans to pick to pick one of those two days as their Independence Day based on their racial identity. No, they won't. No, they won't. Fourth of July became a country. Juneteenth, slaves can go have sex with white women. Fuck off. Have a nice day. Why can't we name this Emancipation Day and come together as Americans and celebrate that day together as Americans? Yeah, dude, fuck it, man. What's the big deal? Why can't we do it this way? Because they were slaves. And this is the day they were freed. The last bastion of slaves was told, you're now free to go. Because that's what happened. A lot of these guys just don't like the name of it. Chip Roy from Texas says, Juneteenth should be commemorated as the expression of the realization of the end of slavery in the United States. And I commend those who worked for its passage. So you think, oh, this guy gets it, right? However, I could not vote for this bill because the holiday should not be called 
Juneteenth National Independence Day, but rather Juneteenth National Emancipation or Freedom or Otherwise Day. He just doesn't like the name. This name needlessly divides our nation. No, it doesn't. It does not. No one is saying, all right, what side are you on? I'm on uh, 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 July 4th, 1776 day. How about you? Well, I'm on June 19th day. I'm on Juneteenth. Fuck you. Let's fight. No one's doing that. This name needlessly divides our nation on a matter that should be instead bringing us together by creating a separate Independence Day based on the color of one skin. No, that's not at all what this is about. Is it about, yeah, let's go and divide it. This is the day the country started. Most people understand what this is all about. If you just fucking, if they just pay attention and read for one minute. Representative Andrew Clyde, the only member of the Georgia delegation to vote no, declined to answer a reporter's question about his vote. He would not answer. You gutless twat. So every single one of these dicks are liars. They just don't like black people. 14 of them out of 429. There you go. That's my opinion on all of this. Juneteenth, a breakdown. I welcome you all to the show. Thank you so much for being part of it. It is uh, viewed live, a video live stream on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Please like my page, share this video, give it a, give it a little uh, thumbs up, if you will. It is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. A Periscope video on Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this show. Congrats to Alan and Ashlyn. Day 100, as we wait and find out the gender and name of the baby that is now like 15 years old, it seems like. That happens today. If you would, retweet this on Twitter with a snarky comment. Something really mean and nasty. You really got, you guys got to up your game. YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. Bell notification, thumbs up. Enjoy uh, commenting on any of these topics amongst yourselves in the group. Give me your best. Give me your worst. I don't care. I don't care what you say. I will smack your damn nose with a newspaper, though, if I don't like it. Like that pain in the ass, Rick. Got me started early. Reliving that nightmare. Jeez. I'm on Instagram. It's brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. I don't do much on it. Pictures of my dog. I don't know what's up with that. I just don't have time to sit there and babysit every damn social media. I do my best. I do my best with what I have. Uh, as always, you can email me anytime you want with your dumb opinions like Rick's. Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. i got a new member on Patreon. His name is Gabe the Honduran. Gabe's been with me before, but he left the country not long ago. Went back to Honduras. Now he's back in the U.S., Signed up for Patreon. 
Um, let's see. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens tonight. Start time is 8 p.m. There is a chance it might be a little bit later. There is a chance of that. It all depends on how the day unfolds. I'll explain more of what I mean by that a little later on. Things happening today. I am a very, very busy man. So I don't have time to be putting up with, you're stupid. You don't know shit. You're a hypocrite. Uh, fuck face, Rick. Responding, no doubt, to, uh, yeah, send me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com with, yeah, just don't criticize. Okay. You can criticize, but when criticism is stupid and shitty and not well thought out, like, you know, yours, I am going to murder you. I have an anonymous message I want to read to you. Hold on a second. Let me take a look at what's going on here. All Friday shows should be like this, says Kevin. Well, it just depends. It depends on the mood that I'm in. Josh writes on Twitter, quote, this moron thinks Juneteenth is a holiday. What? Richard writes, the ones arguing about the divisiveness of uh, Juneteenth celebrations and things like that, making it a holiday, voting against it, is like saying, quote, we shouldn't celebrate the 4th of July because it divides us as a world. We should be sharing our humanity and togetherness instead of celebrating what divided us. Thank you, Richard. Richard's fucking smart. Richard, when am I coming to see you again? What is the word on that? I'll talk to you in the uh, in an off off podcast conversation. I'm going to be visiting Richard very very soon. I'm going to introduce you to him and his artwork. He has a uh, entry in Art Prize. I can't wait to go over that with you. It will be in video format. Uh, Sarah Rukruk Rutch says, late to the party. Ugh, not the comments again. All right. You know what? That's enough of the comments. Hope you enjoyed it. I just took them away. There, you happy? Everybody's like, yeah, do it my way. Do it my way. Fuck off. How about I do it my way? It's my fucking show. Do I tell you how to fucking soak the dildos in vodka? Shut up. Idiot. Do it the way I like, Zane. No. I don't have to do that. Fuck off. Oh, look. Lisa says I like the comments. Let's put them back. Oh, yeah, sure. Shut up. Hey, if you could keep this anonymous, I have a great work poop story. 
someone in my facility decided to pull the old prison riot move on a toilet at work. Now, I didn't know what that was. Contextually, you'll be able to figure it out. Apparently, it smelled up the whole building. This was the mass email the facility director sent out. So this person gets to work, sees the email, says, holy fuck, I got to talk about this with Zane. Last night on third shift, we believe someone purposefully stopped up the toilet with bags and paper towels, then proceeded to use the device. So they, they filled, they stopped it up and then took a dump in it. The resulting mess is now causing closure of a restroom. The hiring of an external firm to unclog a drain. Hours of cleanup and sanitization and sapping of resources that could slash should be better spent on normal operations. It is unclear what message is trying to be sent. But this action has been taken personally by the facilities and engineering team and other employees who are left to deal with it. Let me just say right now that whoever wrote this email, you're off to a bad start when it comes to trying to solve the crime. When you release it like this, you are expanding the influence of people that know of the story. So when words start happening throughout the plant or whatever, you have no idea if this is someone just taking the information that you presented or the information that they know because they were involved or know someone who was involved in the incident, you know? You got to keep this on the down low, and then when people start talking about it, you start to narrow your field of suspects. It's the old red herring. While I'm sending this email to the entire company, it is really directed specifically to the individual who did this. We take great pride in trying to keep our facilities in good condition to support operations and generally believe all um, employees here do as well. If you're unhappy with us or the facilities team in some way, please express your displeasure in a more constructive way. Well, that's yeah, this is going to do it. This is not the first time we've had to clean up messes, but this is clearly taken as an intentional act. We are doing everything in our power to identify you by reviewing card access logs and hallway camera camera footage. Nice. We already have the time window narrowed based on last use of the intact restroom. So they are doing some detective work here. Also reports to security, etc. This is all going to help them. It should be noted that when you are identified, this is considered an act of vandalism and will result in termination of your employment. Holy shit. Interesting day at the workplace. What an asshole. Who the hell would do that? Come on, I'm looking at you, Dean. Dean, do you work here? Hey, I would love to help your business. See all these sponsors behind me? If you want to be a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast, all you have to do is send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. This rant brought to you by so-and-so. We could do that. It's a fairly simple handshake deal and about a tenth of the cost of radio. I can put you in front of, I had 91 
thousand minutes viewed on Facebook in the last thirty days. Ninety-one thousand. Now, when I say that, the reason why I bring that up is because not only are people hearing the audio message of the sponsors when I actually say it, but behind me, I mean, I got all these. This, these are the these are the sponsors that keep the lights on in the show. We built it from absolutely nothing, and if it weren't for them behind me, we wouldn't be here. So that's the point. Uh, you get the visibility on this show for uh, dirt cheap, and it keeps us alive. For two and a half plus years, that's how we've done it. If you want information, and that's all this is, is exploratory information about how this works and uh, how it all happens, just send me an email and I will send you everything you need to know. That's no cost or obligation to you. It's just me telling you what's up. That's how we do it. The open of the show. And the live streams brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Alan and Ashlyn, they just had another baby child. We'll find out soon enough the gender. When they're not raising children, they are out making sure that businesses have all of their IT needs met. Now that could be, hey, we need a bunch of new equipment. Can we sit down with you and tell you our needs? Sure. It's project work. Monitors, networks, modems, hard drives, printers, uh, updates, wall drops, refurbishing, retrofitting an office, new office. They do all that stuff. Uh, Cutting the holes in the wall, dropping the uh, important lines to make sure that everything works the way it's supposed to. They do all that. When they're done setting that up, then you can uh, shift your focus to managed IT service. It's a subscription. You pay Alan a few bucks a month. He monitors all your stuff for you. It's having your. It's like having your own IT department when you, otherwise you wouldn't be able to afford an IT department because if you have a small or medium-sized business and everything goes apeshit one day, what are you going to do? Unhook all the stuff and take it to Best Buy? Yeah, can you fix everything? Yeah, okay, yeah, all your equipment will be back in uh, four months. Just shut your business down. It's like another pandemic. Now! You call up Alan, say, hey, man, shit ain't working. Fix this. Click. Boom. That's it. Blue Frost IT in West Michigan, 616-285-50. So pissed off. Rick, how in the world could you say me on a comedy show saying, once it leaves my mouth, it's your problem? Which, by the way, I did not make that line. Uh, who, who came up with that? Was that Bill Burr? Some famous comedian said that, and I stole it. But I, it, it's true. How can you say that and then be, uh, then you, you're uh, hypocritical because you were dogging Chrissy Teigen? Shut up. My God. What a child. What an infantile view of the world you have. Embarrassing. (sighs) All right. Horizon Hydroponics invites you to reach out to them if you're growing anything. So, you know, you you worked hard during the cold months uh, growing your cannabis to just a little sprout. And you you had your lights on it. As it grew to like uh, about a foot and a half tall. 
uh, warmer months, you throw it in the ground outside. Now it's just dominating. You're like, oh, my God, man, we're going to have so much weed here. It's going to be incredible. (laughs) In Michigan, you can grow so much. Michigan, unbelievably green state. Now, I don't smoke pot. I haven't smoked pot since I was in college. Whatever. So many of you do. I think all of you are stoned right now. I know Rick was stoned when he sent that stupid fucking text. So if you're growing your own stuff, you're going to need, uh, you know, whatever it is, all you uh, people use to grow uh, the, the fertilizers, soils, and things like that. This is all important. I'm So I'm told. To get the best stuff, it's for sale at Horizon Hydroponics. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N Hydroponics. Online at HorizonHydroponics.com. So whether you're close to any of the brick-and-mortar locations, Alpine and Grand Rapids, Michigan, Growers Outlet in Byron Center, Michigan, or in Kalamazoo or Lansing. That's fine. You can just go there, you know, hang out. Or you can buy it online from anywhere in the USA. H-O-R-I-H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, HorizonHydroponics.com. Spend two fifty or more, which is quite easy to do, actually, and ship to you for free. That's like buying it at the store. Let's say you're in Alabama, okay, celebrating Juneteenth. You, 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 you look at the website, you call the number, some dude's going to pick it up and say, hey, what about this? Yeah, I should buy it? Okay, thanks. Hang up, buy it, use the coupon code ZaneShow at checkout, it'll save you 10%, and then it shows up at your door. That's it. That's all you do. It's amazing. I was almost killed yesterday, and I am not even joking. No hyperbole. Nothing. I was almost hit by a car traveling at a high rate of speed, running a light, running a traffic light. Some of you know exactly where I live, so you can picture this in your mind's eye. I decide to go for a run. I have to. This is, uh, by the way, yeah, I got another day. Yesterday was just recovery day. Recovering from the half mile repeats on Wednesday. Yesterday, it's three miles easy, uh, aerobic pace, called zone two. It's five zones, and zone five is 5A, 5B, uh, 5A and 5B. It's actually like six zones. This is zone two. This is, you can absolutely have a conversation while you're, uh, while you're working. If you can't, you're working too hard. You want to be zone two. Now, for my zone two, it's like 10 minutes a mile. Mike Ball's like eight and a half minutes a mile. By the way, good luck, uh, Mike, this weekend. I should probably reach out to my pal Mike Ball. Because he has, uh, he's done the work. He is ready to go with the Grand Rapids uh, triathlon half iron distance. And I also have some news for him, too, about our fundraising effort with AT. Hi, Mike. It's Eric. How are you? Hey, Eric. It's Mike. How are you? 
Well, I know it's Mike. I just, I mean, I called you. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm hearing a lot of phone movement there. Are you are you dropping it or something? It's uh, it's it's it's. Let me, let me pull over here so I can. Yeah, it's so kind listen to you, you cry at me. You actually have to pull over to talk on the phone. No, no, I don't. But okay, how about that? Let's go. All right, this won't be long. I know you're busy. Are you? Uh, you have a full day of st- of uh, of the of getting the little Debbie out to the world, correct? Correct. Okay. First of all, that business, MB Distributing. How long have you been doing that? Uh, nineteen years. How did you get started in that in this whole thing? Uh, I used to work for Frito Lay and Coca Cola, so I've kind of been in the grocery business my whole life. My dad was in it, so okay. That's all I've ever so to in order to make that happen, though, you had to know the right person at Little Debbie, yes? Correct. Okay. And they said, you know what? I think you're going to be my guy. Now, how many people do what you do in this area? Um, in the West Michigan area, there's another, like, 10 guys like me. So you're telling me that all of those places that sell those products, it's up to 10 dudes to get it out there to the world? I have like eight, nine guys that work for me. So, I mean, okay, so there's you have- probably 50 people in the West Michigan area that do it. What's the advantage of doing it that way rather than just having uh, Meyer or whatever store buy the product? Why is that beneficial? Because uh, once it goes through a warehouse, then it sits and it's a close dated product. So it needs to be. Okay. Needs to turn fast because of the uh, uh, food product. It needs to get, get, get once it's made, it's got to get on the shelves. Exactly. Okay. All right. I get it. So you've been doing that. Again, dropping the phone. Uh, are you changing a tire while you're doing this? That's that's my next question. I had another phone call coming, and I had oh, to get rid of it. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm a busy man. Yeah, I know. I know. So I won't keep you that long. I just wanted to get the little the, the, the lay of the land as to what exactly it is you do. But in your free time, in addition to being a wonderful father and husband, you've been doing uh, uh, endurance sports, correct? Correct. Okay, this is the weekend for the Grand Rapids Triathlon. How do you feel before the big race, Mike? Uh, we feel okay. We'll just go with okay. Really? It's been, been a stressful week, so not, oh. not, not great preparation, but okay. Okay, all right. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. You're going to get in the water. You're going to crush it. You're going to be You're going to be very, very fast on the transitions, Correct. I'm going to be pokey slow. I'm going to do all the things that you told me I do. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad to hear that. I've, I've had great fun busting your balls as much as I can. I, I can't really bust your balls because you are so much uh, in such better fitness than I am. But I do have an update for you about our fundraising effort. Tell me. Tell me more. I spoke with the folks from the AT Children's Project. It's going to be a fairly simple fundraising page where we're going to direct people to there to place their bets as to who is going to win our October 17th Grand Rapids half marathon race. We had already talked about that. It's also going to have a function on it with text options. Like if you text whatever, you can, you can uh, get in, in, uh, in, in on it that way, which is going to help because a lot of people nice. do donate that way these days. 
however, the platform is still, uh, they're putting final touches on the whole text option. So it's probably not going to be another week or so before we actually get any headway. But I wanted to let you know, I did have a conversation with them. I am not just sitting there, not doing anything. I am actively pursuing this. Okay. Because Rick from TC Payball is getting ready to bust your balls. So, I mean, you know, About... you talked a lot of smack to him. So Oh, yeah. Well, he's an idiot. He's absolutely an idiot. Did you happen to hear my uh, my my story about Juneteenth? Not yet. No, I, I have been I have been busy slaving all morning. Okay, are you aware of what Juneteenth is? I am. Okay, so you know. Okay, good. All right. Well, yeah, it was part of it. Yeah, Rick is an idiot too because he's uh, well. You'll you'll hear it. I mean, you probably already heard me. I don't need to re- rehash it for you. Okay. Well, all right. I just wanted to, uh, you know, we, we haven't really spoken that much about this since the uh, ball busting began for this whole thing. And I spoke with Don Kern, who runs the race that you and I will be racing. And I haven't yet published that interview, but I, Don is, uh, I, I mentioned your name in the interview, and he is excited about the prospect of you and me racing each other. Very nice. Okay. So here we are. What are, what are we, 120 some days out? 121 days out right now. Okay, let's get your honest feedback right now. You you think you have what, like a snowball's chance in hell, or what? What, what exactly do you think you have to uh, even keep this close? I would say snowball's chance in hell is maybe a little bit more of a chance than a snowball's chance in hell. Okay. Okay. Very nice. I have the I have a very thin margin. Okay. What I mean by that is, if I suddenly go off the deep end and stop training for like a weekend, even if I do that, even just once that could have horrible, horrible effects. If I have any chance on this, I cannot miss training days. That's all I'll say. How has the diet been this week? Horrible. Okay, good. Horrible. I have been eating everything. Are you thinking about possibly getting sponsored by, like, an ice cream company or something? Or, like, what do you, you know, maybe we're... I mean, what is your plan here? I mean, do you just plan on going out and getting yourself humiliated or... That is a horrible, horrible thing you just did. Uh, attacking me like that, uh, you know. I mean, I thought we were being uh, having like a little bit of a breakthrough, but uh, to go that route to suggest that I would want an ice cream company to sponsor me uh, is 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 absolutely fucking hurtful. Good, good. Um, what time are you running Monday? Maybe I can meet you over there and do the workout with you Monday night. There is no way in hell I am going to let you run a workout with me. First of all, I know exactly what you're doing. You're suggesting that you will have so much in the tank after a half iron that you will just show up, walk in off the street, and do my workout for me. I know what you're doing there. I know, I know exactly what's going on. And I don't want to see you. I don't want you anywhere near me. If I see your stupid uh, uh, fucking ugly bald head anywhere near where I do my workouts, I'm going to kick you in the fucking back. What do you think about that? Well, you are, you are quite the tough guy, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm more worried about you getting me with a pointy nose, you know, hit me with that, but that'd be about it that I need let, to worry about. Let me ask you this. Is your son still listening to this show? Uh, he does. He does listen to the audio after the fact. Okay. How do you, how do you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Him knowing, I mean, how does he respond to all of this? Does he, does he think you're kind of a, a pussy? I mean, what's, what's going on with the son listening to the show? 
Well, he really likes my chances in this. So he's uh, he's seen your performances lately, and he thinks that uh, you you may have been uh, bitten off a little bit more than you can chew at this point. You tell that little bastard I never want to see him again. Is there anybody in my family you want to see? Is my wife still in good graces with you, or your has wife? She done something to you too? Your wife is a saint, and why she doesn't leave you, I don't know. I mean, she's a teacher. She's uh, she's absolutely stunning. She's the brains of the operation. It's a good thing she's having an affair, so that she can uh, uh, at least have something to uh, to look forward to each day. Thank God for the affair. Can't blame her. Can't blame her. All right. Happy Father's Day, by the way. It's fast approaching. Yeah, you too. Tell me that we said hi. So. Yeah, I'll, they, I'll tell him. I tell him you said hi. Yeah. Tell him the guy's going to kick his son's ass. As, you yeah. know, hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the son that he always wishes he would have had. So, what store are you going to be at in the next hour? In case anyone is nearby, they can see you and get an autograph or something like that. Or maybe I will you can... be uh, Hudsonville Meyer here in a little bit. So it's nine ten right now. By ten a.m., you will be loading the confectionery goodness at the Hudsonville Meyer. This is correct. All right. All right, I've had it with you. I'm done. Okay, we'll see you Monday night at the track. Yeah, stay the fuck away. All right. What are we doing, like nine and a half minute miles? Shut up. Shut up. Good luck in your race. I hope you get kicked in the face and drown. Thanks. Good good talk to you, too. Yeah, get out of here. Tell your wife I said hi. Yeah, she doesn't like you either. All right, thank you. She loves me. Yes, do I. So yesterday I'm running down Baldwin. That's one of the frequent jaunts. There's a street called 36th. Right by there's an there's a Sicilian restaurant right there. And I'm approaching the intersection. I realize as I'm just entering the road that I haven't checked to see the light. This is the only mistake I've made in this. But I see it is limited traffic. This is late. This is 9.45 p.m. No one can see me. It's pretty much dark. Getting there. I am now two or three steps in. To my... Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm crossing the street. The light is actually green. So... Um, it was very, very possible that I would be running into a road that has a green light. Actually, the first few steps of this, it was green. So, but I see limited traffic, so I don't give a shit. At about that moment, this all happens very, very fast. I hear a motor and I look to my right and coming right at me is a car on the opposite side of Baldwin. So it's traveling Towards me, it's going to cross Baldwin and kill me. The light is yellow. This person is probably 60 yards, not even that much, probably like 20 yards from the actual being underneath the traffic light. The light is yellow. 
as they enter the intersection to smash me, the light is now red. They, you know, how like when you're going fast you're through an intersection, it's always like kind of like you can catch some air if you're going fast enough. The headlights just bounce up. It's, it's really hitting it with high speed. They're running the light. There I am. They don't see me. They are not slowing down at all. They're going faster. Maybe it's Mike Ball. I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's a reason for this. I have to get on my horse and run my ass off. I mean, I'm like, oh shit. I had to book it in order to make it across without getting crushed. And then it was so close. Well, it wasn't really that close. It was it could have been close. If had I not moved, if I was just running oblivious, I could have very easily have been killed. But I saw them coming, so I picked it up. The people that are uh, at the other at the intersection on the other side, they see me in their car. They're like, oh, my God, we almost saw that guy get killed. Can you imagine the horror scene that they would have seen if they if that car slammed into me? My legs go flying like uh, fucking uh, Joe Theismann's and just go flying in the air like that. It could have been very, very bad. I would have been killed. There is a tremendous heat wave going on in the United States. And I need to give you some perspective about that. Um, today in Death Valley, it is going to be 128 degrees. 128. Now, Death Valley... I was reading about how that works. It has something to do with the land formation and the air kind of gets superheated and blows through as it dips through that area. But, I mean, we are talking about unbelievable heat. And, you know, there are people who actually live there who are like, man, this is it. This is where I want to live. This is my home, Death Valley. I love it. And I for the life of me, cannot figure out why. Now, you're getting a little bit of noise. Who knows if it's true or not? Well, I think it's true. I mean, I, I want to say, I want to just throw up at my hands in the air and say this is because of the increased greenhouse gases. I do, I do believe that. I do actually believe that, that this is all caused by what we consume. I do. I do believe that. But I hate believing that. Because it makes me sad and it makes me concerned. And I think that that's important, right? I mean, ultimately, don't we want to live here a long, long time? So, I mean, does it not stand to reason that uh, we, we, we should do what we can to make it sure that we can survive here? Because, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't like 128 degrees. I don't like 80 degrees, let alone 128 degrees. It's perfect now. If we have the opportunity, why don't, can we at least, okay, I'll tell you what, let's just try. Let's just uh, give it the old college try for a few hundred years and see how we do. And if it doesn't work, ah, we can just go back to the old way of doing things. We can always change. How about that? Just to see if we can maybe bring this back a little bit. I, I don't want to see any more footage of, uh, Three-mile glaciers just calving off of the side of, uh, and just just going into the ocean, and then all of a sudden, uh, I, mean, I don't know. It's just it's a little it's a little bit uh, little disconcerting to me when I hear that uh, 
the drought is ridiculous and that it's it's earlier in the year every year exponentially it seems like and the and the heat level is it the fact that in Las Vegas yesterday they set a record or they were one degree short of an all-time record or something like that and it's June we're months away from the hottest point in the year it's going to be 117 de- uh, 117 degrees in Las Vegas it's a little weird a little bit weird I was actually looking last night at 11 p.m. at the hourly forecast in Death Valley, where today it will be 128 degrees. At 11 p.m., it was 117. Can you imagine? Up, hey, let's go to bed, 117. And there has to be, there has to be at least one person who lives there who does not have air conditioning. Think about that. Laying down. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's open. We got the window. That's some good sleeping weather there. 117. At 6 this morning, it was it dropped to 97. 97 degrees is your overnight low. There are not every... Shit, the amount of people listening, which is always low. Some of you have never experienced 97 degrees. The overnight low is 97 degrees. Oh, my God. Okay. What uh, What is happening here on the he live stream? I see Joey says I can barely tolerate 80. By the way, I spent a little time yesterday. From Hollywood's world of sports, the one and only Joey Williamson. Yesterday, uh, Josh Raymond and I, who is uh, the owner of Independent Pro Wrestling, so Josh Raymond, Joey Williamson, and myself spent time talking. We recorded a audio-video podcast. I haven't yet posted it. Okay. Hollywood's world of sports. Eric Zane, Josh Raymond, talking Independent Pro Wrestling. In West Michigan, uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, there is going to be a local wrestling event that I am going to. It's at a place called Battle GR. Okay, hold on a second here. Independent pro wrestling. And... So I'm going to go to that event, and I would love you to be there. We uh, kind of did like a little promotional thing talking about it. And I don't have it in front of me, so I don't want to spend any time trying to find it. But It will be fun. Shelly says, I lived three years in that type of heat, 115 summer days, but a 20 by 40 in-ground pool, LOL. Ann writes, Eric, uh, fight the urge to grab the mic and cut a promo at the wrestling match. I would love to be involved somehow with that wrestling organization. Like as a kind of like a Jerry the King Lawler type of color commentator. Color commentating is so much fun. And the only reason, the only thing I have to back that up is the, uh, from the time that I did the West Michigan Ironman. Oh my God. Hey, get get out there and say whatever the hell you want. 
So much fun. Uh, Anne writes, you know, if you throw your hands in the air about Mother Earth, how will you protect yourself against nut shots? Uh, Anne writes, good luck with that dude. We treat the Earth like a toilet. Got islands of plastic in the Pacific, and most people are just like, what trash? Well, that's kind of true, Anne. Uh, I, I don't. I, I hope you're not one of those people that believes that there is a uh, 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 like a big giant trash island, like a, an image of it that is being propagated that is out in the middle of the ocean. The great, I think they call it the Great Trash Pile or something like that. That that is a myth. That doesn't exist. The ocean is fall is full of teeny tiny, very very small pieces of plastic. That's what's in the ocean. That, that image of that uh, big island of trash that's swirling around, that is, that is fake. That, that has been debunked. All right. Sorry. I got to pee. I hate that I got to pee. I'll tell you what. I'll pee after this. Because I've got to tell you the story about this crazy home listing and the reason uh, what happened to a home in somewhere in Colorado and why it is the way it is. And the amount of money that it's going that it's going for is ridiculous. And my own personal story about flipping a home, okay. And the players in the story about flipping a home are it's a it's a wide cast. Myself, my wife, the NFK, the late David. That was at the time they were known as the Doobie Brothers. My dad and Meathead. Six people are involved in this story. But this home fixer-upper story comes to us from Colorado. Lady buys a house. She has tenants in it. She says, you know what, folks? I gotta. I, I, I am going to sell the home. I'm going to need you at a certain date. You have to find a new place to live. That happens. This The people that are in the house don't like that they have to do that. It's actually a very nice house. It was. They, they leave the tenants, but they destroy the home. They get spray paint and, and uh, sledgehammers. They destroy the uh, drywall. They spray paint everything in the home, the carpeting. They steal the appliances or they sell the appliances, and then they, like, bug out in the middle of the night. No one knows where they are. They're gone. This lady has this home. And then there's one more thing that they also did. They, they, uh, they had... Um, uh, tons of stuff in the fridge, meat, and they unplugged it. And so it has rotted inside of the fridge, which is causing a problem. So now this lady, she listed the home, and she was honest with it. She says, this is a shithole. Who wants it? And it's listed, get this, for $590,000. $590,000. The housing market is so ridiculous right now that you can take a fucking death trap uh, a house, okay, the people that uh, uh, cleaned out Jeffrey Dahmer's house are, see this house and they go, oh, man, that's a fucked up house, okay? This is like hazmat suit, uh, a barrel with uh, a tape around it coming down the steps on a dolly. That's what this is. And this lady's selling the house for $590,000. 
The ultimate fixer upper now. It's five bedrooms and four baths you, plus Nicole. a three car garage. And oh, yeah, it is absolutely trashed. The home in the Broadmoor Bluffs area is quite the eyesore inside. But now that it's for sale, the listing has gone viral. You'll soon understand why. KRDO News Channel 13 Spencer Soisher joins us in the studio tonight with the details. Spencer. Heather and Bart, that home is now on the market for $590,000. And the only thing more foul than the language spray painted on the inside is the smell coming from the basement. But in this red hot housing market, that hasn't stopped interested buyers. If you dream of owning your own little slice of hell and turning it into a piece of heaven, <laughs> then look no further. Mimi Foster has just listed the worst house in the world. Just ask her. Um, nothing. I've never seen anything like this. Foster's house of horrors comes with a fresh paint job in the kitchen, on the railings. Downstairs, the chandelier is all painted inside. Her listing going viral on the internet today. You will also notice there's not one surface of the home that's not been enhanced with black spray paint <laughs> or a swinging hammer. The specialty decorations come courtesy of a previous tenant, one who was evicted a year and a half ago and clearly wasn't happy about what it. So in asshole. here we have, where are your appliances? Okay. Obviously, all of them are missing. Foster is still eager to show off this five-bedroom house. That'll make your jaw drop. Yes, let's go upstairs. She's had the property since this happened, but only listed it yesterday, oh waiting on insurance approval for the damage. Now, we've made our way down to the freezer. My God, they have uh, spray-painted up the steps on the carpeting. I mean, this is these animals went the extra mile to destroy this home. Now, I mean, think about that. Whenever you're angry, you're you're enraged for a period of time, and then you eventually come back to the pack, and then you're like, hey, boy, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have done that, or maybe uh, I mean the 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 amount of effort that went into destroying this place, and the I mean it, it just shows you the uh, uh, lack of humanity that there is in the world. This is kind of like the type of rage that I might feel when I see that I have received a message from Rick at TC Paintball, okay? So I, I guess in a way I can understand, but uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, these people are, are, are going the extra mile to destroy this home. Now at this point, we pick it up where, and if you're on the live stream watching, you see this reporter. He is at this fridge that has all of the rotting meat. It's been in there for one year, and this idiot... It's like a Joe stunt. He's going to open the door and sniff the fridge. So you're going to see this idiot do this. Uh, that's where we pick it up. Where there's been meat that's been soiled for over a year without electricity. Luckily, our new KRDO rain jackets will serve as a hazmat suit. Here goes nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. In here. Uh... <laughs> that, uh. That sound of the, of that guy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's like, uh, that's audio. That could be audio of the NFK's. <laughs> of, <laughs> oh my God. That's audio of the NFK's foot doctor when he removes his sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Kevin, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. The idea that there's a possibility that a podiatrist could puke on the NFK's foot. 
<laughs> oh my god. Is is really great. Um now you won't be renting this again. Haha. Of course, time will tell. Despite the next level of vandalism, her phone's been ringing off the hook today. <laughs> There's a good question. Sorry, Holly. She's getting interest from potential buyers who saw the humorous listing on social media. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, and uh, I'm I'm in the market to do fix and flip stuff like that, so I I had to absolutely come see it. What do you guy? think? Oh, it's a wreck. It's gonna make some money. That assessment giving Foster <laughs> hope that this nightmare will become someone's dream. This house is not for the faint of heart, but for that special person who can see through the rough diamond to the polished gem inside. Foster said that before she left, the former tenant charged a $38,000 bill to the owner for a new roof. So along with all of that damage, you do get a new roof, Bart. There's a silver lining. Some little... <laughs> oh my god man unbelievable the fact that in a housing market you can get $590,000 for a house that is in such bad shape it is remarkable Five, so you know I, I always um, whenever I like that dude in the story said yeah you know I, I uh I have flipped properties. First of all, okay, if that's how it is, $590,000 when there's uh, shit in the fridge and, and everything is destroyed, what is that? I mean, was that like a $700,000 house? Eight hundred, dollars A million? Um, I always, when I see people who flip stuff, I always like, man, that is awesome. I love that. I love when, when someone does that, actually. Uh, has the knowledge and the know-how. They keep their overhead as low as possible. You buy a house for as low as you can go, and then you you fix it up, and then you sell it, and you turn uh, a sweet-ass profit. I I am a huge, huge fan of that. That whole idea. Um. So that was attempted once by your old pal Eric Zane. All right. My wife, Diana, um, and her brothers, they were given a home by Diana's mom and dad. Now, you got to understand. This is in a community that is one of the wealthiest in the United States. It's Birmingham, Michigan. Now, there is um, all, all of Birmingham is very nice, but this particular street was all very old houses and very modest. Now, for some uh, more information, Diana's dad was a captain of the Bloomfield Township Fire Department. And he also worked for about 25 years as a janitor maintenance man at a Catholic school nearby. And so, you know, you work like the 24-hour shifts uh, for several days in a row, and then you have the rest of the week off. So in order to make ends meet, he would, he'd had that job, and then he also worked as a maintenance man. So he, uh, he busted it. And this is by no means a wealthy man, but he 
saved his money quite a bit, and he was able to live very comfortably with just him working. This is old school. Diana's sweet mother um, uh, raised the kids. So there she is with uh, David and, and the NFK and little Diana. And then there you go. And then he retires. And um, th- on this street in particular, though the home is not extravagant, uh, extravagant by any, any means, you have to understand this is a, a one-bedroom house with two bedrooms. or I'm sorry, one bathroom house, two bedrooms, and an upstairs dormer. That's it. This is not a big house at all. They pass away. So the three have the house. Diana, Kevin, David. Back then in 19, uh, I don't know, this is probably like early 2000s when Diana's dad passed away. A house has a certain value. I don't know, back then it might have been uh, like for the house, maybe $200,000. But what everybody started to do in this part of the uh, town was they started to... um, uh, just take the old homes, level them, and put these uh, what they call McMansions, these huge-ass homes in these teeny tiny parcel of land. And then um, the uh, – so basically somebody would buy a home like Diana's dad's, rip it down, and then put up a – spend $400,000 putting up a McMansion and then sell it for $650,000. That's what the entire street is now. So these property – um, oh, people who buy property and, and build homes for a living, that's what they do. They're, they're bu- trying to buy up as many of these properties. So uh, as the on the street, it, homes are getting leveled left and right. Well, all right. So that's one option. They could very easily sell the piece of land for like $200,000 and then split the money. But they don't do that. The mistake we ran into was uh, the, the brothers did not buy out Diana. And Diana agrees to let them live there. All right. I remember I've told you that if there is a mess to be made, the NFK will make it. If he's doing anything, there's a mess left behind. That was also true back then, even more so when he was more able-bodied. So between the NFK and David, the home is destroyed. It is trashed. And then these dummies aren't very good with their money, so they took a mortgage on it. So uh, it was already all paid for. The home is paid for. They take a $100,000 mortgage on to do whatever the hell with the money. So they blow the money. Now they got a $100,000 uh, debt, and so they're paying 700 bucks a month. These guys end up fucking everything up, and uh, old pal Eric has to ride in, ride in on the white horse, and I'm like paying the house payment, Okay. There comes a time, though, that we get to, like, they, they, can't, they can't live there anymore. They have to get out. I move these dumb dumbs over here, and uh, now the house is vacant. Dad, uh, we got to fix up the house and sell it. I call my dad. My dad and Joanne go in, and they make repairs, replace appliances, redo the kitchen, rip up the carpet, put new carpet in, paint, Fix the holes in the wall. Uh, clean out the black mold. Waterproof the basement. Manicure the lawn. Mani- manicure the landscaping. 
Then the housing market bursts. We can't sell the home. This continues to go on for months and months and months. Just burning money, spending money to fix the home. We're talking about thousands of dollars. The, the mortgage, which is not mine, the point now it's like, okay, we got to get this. We got to get this thing out from under, uh, under us and, and then pay this mortgage off and be done with this. It's an absolute disaster. And these two dummies. Are, uh, 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 uh. We do a short sale. The home sells in a short sale for like just more, just barely more than what is owed on the mortgage. Like $70,000. Huge loss. That's done. The guy who buys it, I had to break the news to my dad, ripped the whole fucking thing to the ground. All of that work, he ripped it to the ground. Dug a hole. My dad's like, oh, guy, I worked so hard to flip it. Yeah, we didn't do it right. We didn't know what we were doing. We did it all wrong. If we would have just hung on to that property, if we would have never have, if we have never have let them to do what they did to us, which was destroy the house, we would be sitting on a gold mine. Homes. That, I mean, that was back then. You could have sold the property alone for $200,000. Now, it's probably $400,000 on Bird Street in Birmingham, Michigan. Let's do the old Zillow on that house. Okay? Uh, one, three, two, four, Bird Street. Birmingham, Michigan, Zillow. Yeah, look at that. A four-bedroom. Okay. Right now. Hold on a second. Let me share this with you. This is going to make you sick. This is the property. Right here. Um, look at that yard. It's just freaking. look how small this is. They put this enormous house on this piece of property. This is not the house Diana grew up in. This house right now is, uh, $861,875 on the Zestimate. My God. Gosh, that's a fairly modest house. I don't know, 3,500 square feet. It's bigger than it looks because it's, it's long. It takes up the whole piece of property. Some son of a bitch bought that piece of property for the shit, very little amount of money that we sold it to him for on a short sale, threw up this catastrophe and probably turned a half million dollar profit fuck you fuck and all i want the guy to do is 
wipe the fucking feces off the microwave. Is that too much to ask? All right, I got to go to the bathroom. I can't take this shit. It's been a terrible day, and it's all your fault, Rick. You did this. All right, that wasn't so bad, was it? I have merch for sale. Buy a t-shirt, please. EricZaneShow.com. Click merch. That's it. There's tons of different styles there. Uh, it's just fun. T-shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve. It's all there. Shop. Shop to your heart's content. EricZaneShow.com. Click merch. Okay. Well, this is hard to do. I have a commercial for a longtime client. TC Paintball. Go to TC Paintball in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Book a party. Uh, maybe get a, a, a lecture while you're at it. I mean, who wouldn't want to sign up for that? Yeah, enjoy a great uh, great paintball adventure with your friends. And then I will lecture you in a nonsensical fashion about points that don't even exist and uh, make up facts out of thin air. You sound like Red State Dirk. TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. Get a group together. Go play paintball, despite Rick being a first-class jackass. If you feel like stealing anything, you can do that, too. Just grab the, the trailer. People do that. You, know, you just take anything. Steal stuff at TC Paintball. Book a party for you or your friends. We have another paintball event coming up on August 8th. Trying to get Gabe, the Honduran, to be at that paintball event. Back in the U.S., we can add him back to the roster of people who want to play paintball with us. August 8th, TC Paintball. Let me double check that. That is what he said, right? Yeah, that's a Sunday. It's a 5 p.m. start. You got to let me know that you're coming. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Date could change without notice. No, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Thank you to TC Paintball. Despite being a pain in the ass, they are great customers of this show. Thank you. Cornhole America. Get yourself a set of cornhole boards and sent directly to your door. Uh, anywhere in the USA. People love cornhole. So much fun. Cornhole tournaments. Uh, fun in the backyard. The fun ends because you throw the bag and all the shit flies out of it because it sucks. It's made in China. It's horrible. Your stupid cousin steps on the board and breaks it because he's fat as hell. Step on a Cornhole America set of cornhole boards and they support your fat cousin. 
You can put whatever you want onto a set of cornhole boards. Go to their website, cornholeamerica.com. Again, this can be shipped anywhere in the United States, but the company is based in beautiful Cedar Springs, Michigan. The multi-talented Jason Duflo, one of the, which I just love saying that last name, by the way, Duflo, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, started this company from the ground up. Buy a set of cornhole boards. Yes, they're more expensive than the shithole boards that you're going to buy at Meyer, but they're going to last forever. So don't be a, a, a cheap bitch and not buy them. Cornholeamerica.com. Uh, busy boy, I am. You're like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. And why? Why are you talking like Yoda? Today, I finish up the podcast, the Patreon bonus podcast, publish it. I have to be out the door by like 115 at the latest. I'm off to affordable limousine and party bus. Jump in the nine passenger limo. Got my gay magician outfit on. Travel to a undisclosed location. I have a wedding. I am the driver. This is going to take me to about 545. Got to get then back to the garage, drop off the car, and get back here to do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Oh, by the way, I got to go running before I head out the door for limo work. That's why when I see messages from Rick from TC Paintball busting my balls, and then I, I realize that I've got plenty of work to do, I, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I want to kick his ass. I don't need this shit. Totally kidding. Kind of. So get back here. That's why the start time, which is normally 7 o'clock on a Friday for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, got to be later. Because by the time I get, let's see, probably get back to the garage. It's Customer dropped off 545. Back to the garage 630. Paperwork. Leave garage 645. Probably back here 715. Get cleaned up. Yeah. We should be able to start at 8, uh, 8 p.m. for the Patreon bonus podcast with Ben. Uh, Terry, I'm going to remember to email you. Now, what's great about the Patreon bonus podcast is the live element. Because I do it Zoom style, so you get an invite. Now, I don't invite everybody. I try to remember. And I've been fighting this battle as to the uh, best way to have like like a, an email. And, and everyone's like, well, why don't you just make a draft email? It's not that simple. I'm going to try to send you all the link, the usual suspects, and anyone who I've forgotten in the past. But if you want to be 1 million percent sure that I invite you to the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast live Zoom, where it's fucking great. We have so much fun on that podcast. Holy shit. Send me an email. I don't care if you've sent it in the past. Send it again. Send it every time. It ensures that you will be there because then I see it. I just copy, paste, boom, 
done. So if you've made it a habit in the past, keep doing that. Eric at ericzaneshow.com, and then you will be on the Zoom. You may play bet on Ben. We're going to read Ben's shitty Twitter jokes. And who knows what else? I'm really excited about the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. That show alone is the reason is a reason to sign up for the Patreon. If there was nothing else on the Patreon, if just once a week I did the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, that alone is worth it. The five or ten bucks a month. Okay. So just try it. I want you there. Sign up right this minute for the month. You can, Hell, you can sign up and then cancel it one second later. You still get the month. You probably want to hear me out, hear how we do, and then decide, yeah, I think, I'll, I think I'll keep it. Then you can convert it to a yearly, and I'll save you 10%. So simple. But not only do you get the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, oh, no, you get the Lost Zane Recordings, my time at BBL. From five years ago. It's an audio time capsule. The Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100 before it even airs with no commercials. Complete breaking all copyright rules with that. You're not supposed to publish other people's music. Too bad. I do it. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia where you can play for cash. And the Patreon bonus podcast where this week it has been bonkers I was talking with Kenny just the other day and he said how much he has appreciated the Patreon bonus podcast this week he says man you have been just speaking to me I have loved everything you have said on the Patreon bonus podcast all this week you have my heart is singing with the joy all of the jokes that you are saying are landing. Um, I am not taking any of it poorly or, or thinking that it's true. Uh, I am not in any way getting butt hurt over things that a three-year-old would be affected by. Um, no, I, it is, it's all great. It's incredible. I don't know how you continue to th- uh, uh, do so well there. I mean, that is that is not easy work, Eric Zane. And I, for one, am proud of you. And I said, Kenny, I appreciate that. Kenny is not shy about letting me know when he loves the content on the Patreon bonus podcast. It's true. And it uh, makes me cry. Makes me uh, very, very happy. On today's Patreon, I have to do a um, cameo. I just got hired on cameo by Adam. Someone close to him's uh, birthday. I don't want to spoil it. Rick writes, I have to take my kids to a swim lesson. Someone let me know if I get the asshole of the day. I tried hard asshole all right that coming up okay a bit of a problem on the cheerleading team this is not gonna do too well uh okay 
So the 2021 Shoreline Junior High cheerleading team. They took two yearbook photos for the 2020-21 school year. Now, that would be suspect, in my opinion, if I am the mother of the 14-year-old Down Syndrome student, where when they took the picture, they said, all right, girls, get get together. They snapped the picture, and then they go, you, uh, uh, Morgan, uh, come on out of the picture for a second. We're going to take a picture uh, here, and then they take another picture. And then if you're the mom, the the, the mother of 14-year-old Morgan Arnold, who is, uh, she's you know, they... Morgan is the uh, manager of the team, which you see from time to time. Usually the kid in school who can't play football, he's the manager. You know, have some uh, some some role on the team. Perhaps he can't compete because of some type of uh, issue. I don't know. Maybe he's a kid with uh, no no legs or arms, and they make him the manager. You see it all the time. It's a, it's a way to include the kid. This is the case. The 14-year-old kid is not able to compete, so they made her the manager. They took two pictures, though. And then it came time months later to publish it in the yearbook. And they did not put the picture in of the kid, of the one with the kid with Down syndrome. This is horrible. Take a look at this. You can see it for yourself. Two picks. This is the one with the 14-year-old little girl who's got Down syndrome. Look at her. She's so happy. All these chicks, all these all these other 14-year-olds uh, like, yeah, we're so much better than her. And then you know that these snarky little bitches are like, holy fuck. We can't allow her to be in the yearbook photo. So they, I don't even know if that's true. I can't even get behind that joke. So they decide to publish minus her. What? Can you imagine the mom? How much ass she would kick when she found out that her little girl was kept out of that? I mean, here she is. They, what a fucking kick in the face. Uh, Morgan, it says here, was the manager. She knew all the squad's routines by heart. She was reportedly the only student affiliated with the team to be excluded from the photograph. Oh, my God. How does this happen? Um, her sister says, yeah, Morgan was well aware of what happened. She was sad and she was hurt. Oh, my God. Leave it to cheerleading to do this shit. You know, around here, if you got the Down syndrome kid at a school, you know what they do here? They have a whole day for the kid. Okay, okay. Uh, during the game around here, um, the football teams, if there is a kid who happens to want to play football, they just embrace the shit out of them. It's so incredible. They, the kid is in his football gear on the sidelines, and they're, the players are working very hard with the coaches to uh, facilitate the all the nuance that this young person it's happened you've seen it a million times and usually at least once a year they work out a deal where they like got the ball 
at the one yard line and then they'll like hand it off to the kid and then he's like running like Jim Brown and he's like people are bouncing off of him and he's kicking ass and he's like fucking shit yeah I'm gonna get so much pussy shit he's running out of the field people are falling and they're letting him go but who gives a shit the kid doesn't know and he gets in the end zone. He's like, fuck yes. He yells the N-word, throws the ball into the stands. He's like, fuck you, bitches. And then that's it. Everybody's so happy for the kid. Oh, my God. It's incredible. What a moment. We've seen it a million times. I don't know about some of those details. That might be, I might be misremembering some of that. I don't think the kid yells the N-word. But that's what we do in football. Leave it to the boys to get it right. It's the dumb bitches on cheer who fuck up the world. I mean, I have, I've been a cheer dad. I've seen how this goes. You get some of uh, uh, hockey's terrible, but cheer is bad too. You get some real, really dirty, dirty, ugly shit going on. This is stupid. Uh, these stupid kids say yes uh, to hell with the kid with down syndrome. Um, the kid's name did not appear in the team's roster. And two years ago, her name did not even appear in the list of members of her grade. So this kid is just for years. This kid's just been like uh, one, one full paw after another hurting her shoreline issued an apology Wednesday. We are deeply saddened by the mistake. It wasn't a mistake. You did it on purpose. That was made that omitted a student photo out of the yearbook. Apologies have been made to the family. Ah, that, you're going to have to do a little bit more than that. Ah, yeah, if I'm the mom or dad there, you're going to have to do a little bit more than that. You're going to have to disband the cheer team. Okay? Uh, no more cheer. We are, we are because of, and then you're going to have to, like, uh, rent out a billboard and say, because of all of these little bitches, we are not having cheer anymore. Every one of these chicks are going to grow up to be whores because what they did to this sweet little girl with Down syndrome. To hell with you. Drop dead. N brings up the story of who was that kid who um, caught fire in the basketball game like 25 years ago. It, it wasn't like a uh, moment where they like fixed the game for him, like the football thing, like I was just describing. It was that kid who uh, had autism and he was the manager of the team. Do you remember this story? Uh, he, he was in the capacity that I described earlier, but for the final game, the coach said, hey, uh, why don't you suit up? So the kid gets in a basketball jersey, and he's sitting at the end of the bench. If any of you have that kid's name, give it to me because I want to play it. I want to actually show it on the live stream. Um, and then he gets in the game, and with like two and a half minutes to go, he, uh, he puts up a shot, a three-pointer. And it misses badly. And then he, he tries it again, and it goes in. And every the place goes bonkers. And then I shit you not, he sank like, like eight or nine of them in a row. I mean, even if...
the players were letting him shoot it, which they weren't, even if they weren't, you still got to make the shot. That's it. McIlwain. Jason McIlwain. Thank you. Jason McIlwain. Um, Let's watch that. There you go. Give me a second. There he is. He's like working out with the team. He's doing all the necessary things. All right, this is the game. Coach is like, yeah, it's uh, it was an incredible moment. I can't even believe it. Okay, they finally get this kid the ball. There he is. His first shot misses badly, just like I said. They get the rebound thinking, oh, well, he had his chance. No big deal. That was fun. Let's just get him through this. Then watch this. Here he is. He's got the headband on. He's right here. He gets the ball. Puts it up. Boom. Look at that place. It play, everybody goes bonkers. They can't believe they're so happy for him. Here he is. He's like, oh, man, it was just great. It was just happy to get the. And then they get him again. He buries another one. That's two, three. Here we go. He's on freaking fire. Look at that. Look at that stroke, by the way. The kid is crushing it. He's never played a game yet. Look at the fans. They all rush out of the, out of the court. Incredible. Look at that. That moment still gives me chills. Look at him. He's got, they got him on the, uh, they got him on the, uh, on everybody's shoulders. It's so incredible. Jason McElwain. Fast forward 2021 bitch cheerleaders. Oh, McElwain. Now he is 32 out of Rochester, New York. He probably knows Carl. I think he still works for the school. I think he actually, uh, um, life after high school, he completed his GED and planned to go to college as a full-time job at a, uh, at a Wegmans in uh, Greece, New York. He's a local legend. People ask him for autographs, it says. Travels across the U.S. to help raise funds for autism research. That's why, you know, boys' sports will always be superior to uh, ladies' athletics, okay? With boys' sports, these amazing things happen and all these great, great uh, feel-good events, you know? I mean, here he is, um, he has uh, all these, uh, all this influence on people, you know, be- because of this. With all the activity that is going on in his life, Jason admitted that he hasn't been playing as much basketball, but says occasionally I'll go shoot baskets at the YMCA. McElwain is often, is also involved in public speaking, uh, volunteer also in uh, April 2016, the Rochester Razor Sharks, a professional minor league basketball team, signed Jason to a one-day contract for the regular season finale. Uh, with the Razor Sharks leading by more than 40 points late in the game, McElwain was put in and scored 10 points, including two three-pointers. Since 2016, McElwain has been a supporter of former President Donald Trump and has met with Trump in person twice. He's also an accomplished runner. I uh, completed a marathon in three hours, a minute, one minute and 41 seconds. That is cooking. And he qualified for the Boston Marathon. He did the Boston Marathon in 14 in under three hours, Mike Ball. That's impressive. <laughs> 
But no, no, not in cheerleading. Yeah, fuck her. We're not going to let a kid who's got Down syndrome in here. That's fucking bullshit. How are we going to look hot? Little bitches. Chris says, yeah, boy sports never do anything wrong. Just roll with the joke, idiot. So, we have a hard and fast competitor for asshole of the day with cheerleaders. It's cheerleaders versus Rick from TC Paintball. I do cameos. Hire me at cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I've got a heating and cooling specialist. It's A&E Heating and Cooling. Call them when you need help in West Michigan, 616-516-8579. Or if you need a new install, maybe retrofitting the home, your first AC unit. Oh, you're going to be so much happier. And make sure you get that thing tuned up once a year. That will cost you $79. Get a new AC installed, the uh, best in the entire industry. This is according to Kevin Kuypers and from uh, Joe Martinez. The absolute standard, the best, is the Comfort Maker brand. You'll get it for a lot less than you think with Joe Martinez, the lowest price anywhere. And he'll install a Remy Halo for free when you get a new AC unit installed. So quit being a cheap dick and keeping your, when it's 86 degrees at night and you're laying there and your wife hates you because you won't install the AC, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get the AC installed. A and E heating and cooling. 616-516-8579. Get your car fixed in West Michigan at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. Anything as simple as uh, an oil change, even more complex, get it done at Irvine's. They specialize in domestic, Asian, and European models at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. That's E R. V-I-N-E-S, Irvines.com. And finally, last but not least, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out to them if you're in the market for a mortgage. You might, I don't even know if I'm in the market market for a mortgage, Eric Zane. I don't, I don't have any damn money. All I do is I just pay my uh, rent to some slumlord. Yeah, get your shit together, okay? What are you doing? Do you like to just light money on fire? Because that's what you're doing, idiot. Get a mortgage. I don't know if I can, man. I'm young, and I suck with money. I'm a dick. Get it together, dude. You probably can, but if you can't, Mario will help you. He'll tell you what to do. It's not your it's not your fault that your the education system didn't tell you about this shit. Call Mario at 231-332-6505. Now Mario isn't like some he's just like taking charity cases. He specializes in any type of mortgage. It just so happens that not every mortgage guy is created equal. Sure, any any mortgage guy can uh, finance a $400,000 home. Okay? It's the ones that work extra hard for the dude who doesn't have the great credit that you want, okay? Because they're uh, they're hoping that after you pay on time for a year and a half, you're going to get a better mortgage and you're going to get through through Mario. That's how you do it. Why did I stutter there? 
231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035. I don't know why you guys make me do this. Have to uh, scrutinize the asshole of the day. But it's the behavior of one Rick from TC Paintball that causes me the trouble because my heart and soul wants Rick to be the asshole of the day. By the way, this segment is brought to you by TC Paintball. (coughs) Oh, my God. And JM Synthetics. JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. Call up Jason Mays at 616-747-0233 or TC Paintball. <laughs> oh, my God. The asshole of the day are the cheerleaders. Rick uh, avoids the award because of the late Hail Mary by the cheerleaders. There you go. Congratulations to them. Assholes. That is it. I'm done with the week on the free podcast. I will be back with the Patreon bonus in 47 minutes. You all have a great rest of your day if I don't see you on that. But I would love you to be part of that with me. That is how I am able to keep the lights on. The Patreon. So if you think, man, this guy puts out a lot of shit. Might as well throw a few bucks at him. That would be nice. It would help me. Cause me less stress. Feed the dogs. Dirk says you're not touching the angel story. No, no, I'm absolutely getting into the angel story. Uh, Saving that for the Patreon. That's a good idea. Thank you for reminding me. Victoria's Secret is changing the deal where they have the hot chicks. You know how, like, they have that... um, Hot chicks dressed up like angels, and they're, they're, they're dressed up in thigh highs and fuck me clothes. The one thing, okay. They're fuck me clothes. That's all this is. What, uh, why would you feel the need to make that more complex? Victoria's Secret has decided. I'm just giving a preview, Dirk. Victoria's Secret has decided that they want to add this multi-dimensional woke layer to sex clothes. Thank you, Melissa. You sent me that one as well. I am going to discuss this with you on the Patreon bonus and how I feel about it because there's actually a long list of celebrities who are now going to replace the hottest women on the planet. Oh, my God. Okay. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Thanks again for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Till next time. Bye-bye.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.